0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Do not adjust your dials, kids. This is indeed a second weekly installment of the APC podcast Green Bay Packers Talk from SB Nation and AcmePackingCompany.com. Not always going to be able to get you two episodes. Had the opportunity to give that a try this week and thought we would. Let us know what you think. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you indifferent? Do you want me to shut up? At the APC pod on Twitter is where you can do that. The APC podcast at gmail.com for longer form hate mail, love mail, etc. Just ahead on the show, Alex Patakis, Ben Foldy, and myself, Zach Rapport, are set to talk to Arif Hassan. You can follow Arif on Twitter, at Arif Hassan NFL. He covers the Minnesota Vikings for The Athletic, and we were pleased to have him stop by for a few minutes and preview all things Packers-Vikings. Just a quick note before we get to that interview. If you're new to the show or if you've been listening and you have yet to give us a review on iTunes, it only takes a few seconds, and in a world of algorithms, it really does help get our show in front of more eyeballs and more ear holes within the Packers blogosphere. So that would be much appreciated. So without further ado, let's get to Arif Hassan from The Athletic. The number you
2: dialed to... Pack Me Packing Company... The last time we talked to Arif Hassan, we were previewing a game in which his team then went and broke our quarterback. I'm hoping that that is not the case this time because we already have a quarterback who is half broken. Uh he covers the Minnesota Vikings for the Athletic now. Congrats on the new gig and thanks for the time today, Arif. What's happening? Uh yeah, thanks for having me and and, and thanks for the congrats, the dream job. So, first off, um observations from week 1. There's a lot of changes with the Vikings, I would say, right? Um but all in all, what were your what were your thoughts on the turnover from year to year? Yeah, so you know, obviously the Vikings over the past four or five years haven't had a ton of changes on defense,
0: but the addition of Sheldon Richardson has been huge. They've needed a kind of a kind of consistent three technique there to pair with Linval Joseph, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin. Uh, adding Mike Hughes in the secondary was pretty crucial. It turned out because the Vikings did go down a couple of defensive backs, and you know, as a first round pick, you know, you can't really you can't really ask for more, especially uh, after getting a, a pick six, uh, in, in his opening game. So those are kind of the big additions on defense on offense. I think everyone kind of knows the story. The Vikings went all in uh, on quarterback Kirk cousins, $84 million guaranteed uh, Dalvin cooks coming back. That should help them out. Uh, and they made a couple of changes on the offensive line. Uh, I would expect for week two Pat plans, not back yet. So, uh, I would put Brett Jones back in at center Tom Compton uh, at left guard, and Mike Remmers back at right tackle, uh, right guard, with uh, with Rashad Hill at right tackle. There are some questions there, of course, um, but at least the Vikings kind of get to make up for it uh, with some really talented uh, skilled position players. I mentioned Dalvin Cook, of
2: course, but they're uh, also returning uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. We we talked last time about you know who had a better receiving duo at their peak with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and then Devonte Adams and I guess maybe we were putting Jordy Nelson up there. Um, I don't even remember <laughs> at this point. Like it doesn't feel like Jordy was like the the Packers number two last year. It's all year. a sad blur. But I but I guess he was. <laughs> but with Kirk Cousins obviously surrounded by that skill position talent, is there legitimate optimism in Minnesota? Because I feel like Cousins around the league or like other fans, like he he seems like a guy that everyone likes to make fun of. But for you guys, it seems like he just makes perfect sense and it scares me that you have like a capable quarterback.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Cousins makes it easy to to kind of make fun of him. He's a bit of a dork. <laughs> yeah. But um uh you know, he he's been a player that I think throughout his career has demonstrated that he plays about to the level uh of of the players around him, maybe a little bit above. Um, but it, it's very important that the players around him you know, kind of exceed expectations. You know, you've got a quarterback on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers, um, who just seems to play well, kind of no matter what. I mean, you get get rid of his offensive line, get rid of his receivers, uh, you know, never give him a running back. And, and he seems to play pretty well. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, seems to play well only when he's got that offensive supporting cast around him. But Minnesota is a place where he does have that supporting cast. And because he's kind of like a a force multiplier for those kinds of things, when you've got a good supporting cast, you can turn him into a great supporting cast with a quarterback like Cousins. Uh, and we saw a lot of that today 10 targets, I think, to Thielen, um, a bunch of targets to, to Diggs, who ended up with a touchdown in the game. I think they both ended up with the same amount of, of fantasy points. Uh, as a result, uh, and 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 Dalvin Cook there too. So I think I think Cousins he does have his limitations. We saw that at the end of the San Francisco game. Um, but those are limitations that
2: you can kind of work with when you've got as talented a group as the Vikings have. So uh, one of the things that I that jumped out to me about Dalvin Cook's week one was that he got a lot of burn in the passing game. Do you see that as as something continuing moving forward? And and more specifically, I think that's actually something that will be pretty useful to attack the Packers defense on next week if Oren Burks isn't back.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think that with the Packers' weakness at linebacker, you're probably going to end up with, uh, with with a couple of targets to the running back. But I think in this game, you saw ten targets to Thielen. You saw a bunch of targets to Dalvin Cook. Um, Thielen played a ton of slot. I think forty six percent of his snaps were in the slot. You'll notice that that kind of just means a bunch of matchups underneath. And I think that's a product of the way San Francisco has been running their cover three defense. They got kind of a cover three guy from the the Seattle system with Atlanta and, and Jacksonville and stuff like that. Uh, and that tends to open up, uh, you know, your corner spot or your slot spot tends to open up your running back spot. And so I think those targets were kind of just a matter of course. It wasn't like Dalvin Cook is this like insane matchup. He's not, you know, Elvin Kamara in the passing game, but he could end up being sort of a top five back overall. And his receiving uh, skill set uh, is a big part of that. Um, but I think that this ended up just being a product of the defenses that he saw that might end up being the case too, with the Packers, Devlin Cook is, like I said, a very good receiving back. He's just not the receiving back. And so if you've got those matchups, if you've got the kind of coverages that dictate targets to the running back, I think you'll end up seeing them, you know, again, next week, he ended up getting uh, a lot of targets here and it turned out to be very useful for the Vikings.
2: Do you miss McKinnon? He was kind of your boy.
0: Uh, I, I love McKinnon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do, uh, the, the fact that the Vikings seem to find pretty able replacements, uh, maybe long-term replacements, not sort of immediate replacements and the two undrafted running backs that they have rock Thomas and, uh, Mike Boone, uh, both of whom are, are kind of sparked through the roof. They've got, uh, some pretty good athleticism, uh, especially Mike Boone. Um, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of softens the blow really. I'm just, it just sucks that we didn't get to see McKinnon last week. Cause he's the ACL. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm hurting for him.
2: Yeah. I could uh I could imagine. Well, l- looking at uh this this matchup obviously for the Packers one, I guess we don't even really know like if Rodgers is playing. I I would think he's playing. Um I-, I but I imagine like for for the Vikings like you just prepare as if Rodgers is playing and if it's Kaiser, like who gives a shit? <laughs> it kind of feels like because at that point like you're talented enough to pretty much run anything.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the uh, it's not like uh, you know, a Christian Ponder Joe Webb thing, right? Where you prepare for one quarterback and then you get burned by the other. Uh no, this is this is pretty much you prepare for one quarterback and if it's the other one, rejoice. Like, yeah, throw your game plan out the window, but like just put in your normal defense. You'll probably end up doing fine. Um, yeah, the the thing with uh the thing with this Aaron Rodgers matchup is I think it's gonna create some interesting defensive opportunities and challenges. Because if Rodgers is in there, obviously, he's not going to be that mobile. And I think the Packers offensive line is weaker than it has been in, I don't know, like a decade. It's it's been a while since it's been, you know, kind of this exploitable. And both of those things together, I think, speak to a really quick passing game. And so the Vikings are going to have to be able to kind of shut down, maybe roll up and press coverage against uh, some of these guys and, and shut down that quick passing game. The biggest issue with Rogers is that he's done. these like one step drops and he flings the ball 20 yards downfield. And, you know, Devonta Adams is open, even though it's like, you know, a, a quick passing game, he shouldn't really be that far downfield. So they're going to have to be careful about that. But I think primarily they're just going to kind of sort out what that quick passing game is going to look like defensively, how they're going to still be able to get pressure on the quarterback uh, if they can shut down, you know, uh, you know, first and second down, the force Rodgers into the third and long, and you can't really get into a quick passing game there unless you're throwing a screen pass. Uh, and the Vikings are over the past four years have been one of the best teams in the league against screen passes uh, the preseason, you know, this year, not so much, but for the most part, pretty good against screen passes. So those are kind of the ways they should kind of craft or think about their defense. If Rogers is in there Now if Kaiser's in there, you know, watch out for, you know, read options. They're probably going to try and move them around a little bit. Um, but, you know, just play fundamental defense.
2: Just do your job. <laughs> yeah, literally just line up. It's okay. Yeah, you know, we, we try to throw a screen with Deshaun Kaiser and he just seeks out Khalil Mack because he didn't give him the ball. Like giving him the ball once isn't enough, um, which was baffling. But, um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, obviously the quick passing, like we, for us here in Pack Land or whatever, we, We were kind of excited that Rogers' lack of mobility led to them getting to these kind of traditional West Coast principles because, like, I'm sure you're aware, um, Packers fans always bitch about him holding onto the ball too long, these long-developing routes and everything like that. Um, But one thing that always happened against the Vikings, and we talked about this last year, was they they would always play that, like, two-man shell, and I feel like that was like Rogers' kryptonite. So if they do kind of come and play maybe, like, you know, press a little bit more like one high safety look or they're, I'm assuming they're pretty well equipped to do that. Right. Yeah, no, they, they've they played every look. I think their best look was a cover six against the 49ers
0: last week. They play cover one, cover two, cover six, cover three. Well, not as much cover three,
2: but yeah, they, they play every look. So uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty well equipped. And you have one of the better corners in, in football, right. In Xavier Rhodes, he was healthy. Right? I believe, yeah, yeah. He he always gets banged up. He got banged up for like a couple of plays in this game. He, he's fine.
0: Uh, Trey Wayne's also has apparently, I don't know, uh, probably has to be tested for PEDs. But he's playing out of his mind too. Uh, finished the year pretty uh, playing pretty strong, and then had a bunch of great plays in San Francisco. So you know, if he's turning out and Mike Hughes is playing like he is,
2: probably the best secondary in the league. That's not bad. Yeah, I would uh, I would say so. Um, looking around the NFC North too, like, do you, do you believe in this like bears hype? Because, um, obviously we were elated about Aaron Rodgers' comeback and everything. But, uh, to me, Mitchell Trubisky just like, does not seem to be fit for the job right now. I know that he's still very young, but everything is within like five yards of the line of scrimmage. And there was a, like, he left a lot on the field against the Packers.
0: Yeah, uh I think uh the the Trey Burton still is is going around with Burton just kind of open and like waving both hands in the end zone yeah. and uh, dirts a screen to to Trey Cohen instead. Um yeah, uh I've I've cheered for teams with really good defenses and mediocre quarterbacks. I mean, I'm a Vikings fan, that's just kind of part of the deal. Um so uh yeah, I they, they haven't necessarily done all that well. I think you're, you know, you're you're Peyton Manning, Broncos, Super Bowls, and and whatnot. Those are pretty rare. You should probably have a good uh, offense too. So uh, I think the Bears are going to be limited by Trubisky in a lot of ways. You know, I found, for example, over the past uh, year and this last game, he's not very good throwing left, and he doesn't throw left all that often. Uh, that's a problem, <laughs> and like it's a it's a huge hell. And uh, no matter how good your defense is, and you know, the Bears' defense has improved pretty dramatically. Um, if you can't If you can't stop your quarterback from helping the other team score points, um, there's not much your defense can do. Uh, They would need to have, I think, a better defense than they do. And I think, you know, some elements of that defense are overrated, like Akeem Hicks. Great. Khalil Mack, defensive player of the year, quality player. True. That's all fine. Uh, Kyle Fuller has had one good year, right? He dropped that, you know, pick that probably would have won them the game. Uh, and he wasn't so hot uh, for a lot of the game. Adrian Amos, Eddie Jackson both played well, but they're not really all pros at safety. And I think Leonard Floyd's a big problem. So I think uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot there, I think, with the Bears defense, but I don't think it's all together for them to be able to pull an offense forward uh, and uh, and that offense is going to need to be pulled forward, given kind of all of Trubisky's limitations.
2: Yeah, I thought after the Mac deal, it just felt like there was a lot of overreaction. Like, to me, it's still a two-team division. I mean, and and the Vikings very firmly as that number one team.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, With uh, especially, you know, with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, um, it kind of depends on what Patton can do with that defense, because I think there's a lot there uh, for the Packers. But yeah, uh, if the Lions can't like the Lions obviously had a very bad game, Um, if the Lions can't kind of take advantage of some of the the strengths that they have, definitely a two team division. The thing is, I mean, if you take a look at the, the Vegas odds, I think you know, Khalil Mack is such a great player that him by himself can move lines and he moved lines from like four and a half wins to five and a half or six wins. Like that's great. Like that's incredible that, you know, he moved Vegas odds so much, but also that's six wins. Right. So that's not a great, like, that's not, you know, a division winning kind of competitor. That's not even a wild card competitor. So yeah, I think, I think for now it's a two team division.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I think with the Bears, it was just a huge gamble in them betting on Trubisky being really good, or in Nagy kind of being able to just like do enough and coach around some of his limitations. But it felt like against the Packers, they threw their entire playbook at them on the first few series, and after that, it was just like, all right, now what? I mean, that's from our perspective, kind of what that, uh, what that felt like. If, if you were the Packers, how would you attack the Vikings on Sunday?
0: Um, well, I'd take a look to see if Jimmy Graham still has stuff. Uh, um, you know, George Kittle was able to take advantage of the Vikings uh, pretty heavily. Last year, the Vikings were, I think, like number two in the league by some measures against tight ends. But I've just kind of always had this problem where I, I always think like a tight end is is ready to exploit the Vikings defense. Uh, and that's been a problem in the past. I think in 2014, 2015, it's been a big problem. So, uh, you know, that's a matchup I would take a look at. I know the Packers have been trying to get a tight end to, to do stuff for them for well, ever since Jermichael Finley, like, broke his neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's not, like, easy to just be like, oh, well, use your tight end. But I think um, that's probably how I would start with it. Um, and I try to find ways to get Devonte Adams one-on-one. Like, I don't think Adams is better than Rhodes, like a receiver to cornerback. But, you know, even the best cornerback is going to give up yards to to receivers. And so probably, you know, move formations and shift things so you get a bunch of three-by-one looks on offense. So that you've got Devonte Adams singled up. And, you know, make roads work for it, you know, you know, run those post routes, see if you can find a way to get Harrison Smith on the other side of the field, um, that sort of stuff. And, you know, when that kind of opens up, maybe take advantage of, uh, of some of the running backs in the run game. I think that's maybe kind of the best way to do it. Um, the Vikings did have some trouble with screen passes in the preseason, see if they still have that trouble. Um, but yeah, that's, it's not easy to just come up with answers to the Vikings defense, because it's not just that they're very talented, which they are. Um, but they run a ton of different types of defenses as mm. the situation warrants it. Like you said, they ran a bunch of cover two shell um against the Packers. They ran a bunch of cover one against Jimmy Garoppolo. They run a bunch of, you know, uh cover six or or you know, they do a bunch of matchup zones or they do man or they do, you know, whatever, right? They can blitz nine or they can, you know, rush three. And it's just a thing that they do. So it's difficult to say schematically these are their weaknesses. It's also difficult to say from a personnel perspective, these are their weaknesses because they've got like pro bowlers and all pros at every level. Yeah, yeah. and A
1: lot of depth too.
0: Yeah. That's, that's my
2: advice, I guess. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a God apparently. So do something with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Good, good luck. And we don't even know if he's going to play. So <laughs> yeah, right. if he doesn't, it's just going to be a, a bloodbath, but I'll, I'll take it for the long-term health of a Of the team, I guess. Um, All right. Well, there's no line because we, again, have no idea if it's going to be Kaiser or Rogers, So uh, we can't ask you to pick against the spread. Um, But in terms of who you think is going to win, let's say if Rogers plays, because I think that's the only way anyone cares if uh, the Packers can even hang. um, Are you taking the Vikings to come out of Lambeau Field with a win?
0: Yeah, I would say if Rodgers plays, the Vikings are favorites by maybe like three. That sounds about right. Um, if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. Um, and I would say, yeah, I would take that. Um I, I would take probably even the Vikings um by more than three in that situation, just because uh, you know, Zimmer defenses against against Rogers seems to be kind of like a different thing, a different kind of beast altogether. Um, and uh yeah, I don't I just don't see where where you get those matchups. So yeah, if Rodgers plays, especially if he's hurt, um or especially that he's hurt. Um, I take the Vikings by by more than three, and if he doesn't play, take the Vikings by
2: like I don't know ten, <laughs> <laughs> yeah or more. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. You, you guys agree? I, I would. I would pretty much say I would for this week. I'm taking the Vikings with or without. Riders. I'm okay to take the Vikings. Yeah, I just don't think we're. Uh, I just don't think. And I and that. I'm not even upset about it. That's yeah. the great thing about last week. Well, you are wearing purple today, so it's, it's just like a thing <laughs> now. All of a sudden. Um all right. So, uh yeah, no, we appreciate it. You can check out his work in the athletic. Um and we we always enjoy kind of getting the, uh, you know, opposition's perspective. So, yeah. I don't know. Good luck, I guess. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it. Just 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 leave just let Aaron like you know just thud up. Just let them blow the whistle. Like just, you know, don't break him again. That's all I ask. I don't I don't want you to make my next 14 Sundays meaningless.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh I, I agree. Uh, if, if Rogers <laughs> plays, I don't want the Vikings to retake him out.
2: <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for your magnet. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's um, nice of you. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that would be bad football and, and also bad form. So, uh,
2: yeah, here's to Rogers health. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good one.
0: Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord,
2: somebody, Ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love?
0: Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
1: All right, that's going to do it for us on this second edition of the APC podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We recorded this interview on Tuesday. It is now Wednesday as I record this. We thought, hey, maybe uh, you know Mike McCarthy would give us some, some injury information. But as ever, Pittsburgh accent, heavy, details about injuries, light. So we're not yet sure if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I have a feeling he is going to play. He's not going to practice all week. I have it on good authority that Alex Patakis and Ben Foldy are still planning on taking the Vikings, but I am a fan. I am not concerned with gambling or analytics, so I'm going to take the Packers uh, just to leave us on a high note here. Why the hell not? Once again, you can follow the show at the APC pod. There's still time to join the Pick'em League, the APC podcast listener Pick'em League. You will be one week behind, but hey, the standing shift every week and some real dark horses came into the top 10 late last year so follow us on twitter at the apc pod get into the dms we'll exchange information and we can get you signed up on the pick'em. it is free and there is a mysterious prize to be named later so for alex patakis ben foldy and everyone at acmepackingcompany.com i am zach Rapport, signing off from my living room in queens new york enjoy the rest of your week and let's go pack go